Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest. What up? My fellow urns. My brethren, brethren's, brethren's, uh, my, can y'all come up with a name to call people that listen to this podcast? Cause everybody has a name and I don't, I can't think of one. Maybe make it something that has to do with earn in it. Maybe don't. I don't know. I am, uh, I'm losing track of count. I think we're maybe seven or eight episodes in now to just be in earnest. This is fun. Uh, it's, it's, it's giving me something to do. Although quarantine's kind of over and I'm starting to write a little more and, um, I'm still going to make, I'm still going to make time always to do a podcast once a week, unless there's some incredible thing happening in the world that, you know, makes me not want to do a podcast, which has happened. So Mail. I got mail. It's kind of like verby in here. I don't have... I need to put furniture in this room. You can kind of hear the... Sounds like I'm in an empty room. Kind of am. Anyways, dude, what about... What about Diplo being on the podcast today? I'm just going to tell you all off top. Uh, we came in hot. We talked for about 20 minutes. He was in the valley on uh, on a Zoom call on his way to a podcast with Theo Vaughn. So I got to warm him up for that one, and it's pretty good. I don't know how the audio quality is going to be. I think we're working on it. There was a couple times where it maybe got a little patchy because, like I said, he's driving through the valley. Makes total sense. Um, but it's going to be it's gonna be cool. Thomas Wesley, dude. Snake oil, part one. Does it mean there's a part two? I think it does. Shit's fire. We talk about doing psychedelics, uh, talk about golf. I didn't know he's from Nashville. Apparently he is. Well, not from Nashville. He went to high school in Nashville. Um, yo, I'll touch on it really quick. Microdosing, mushrooms, psilocybin. I think mushrooms kind of have a taboo rap if you're thinking about like tripping and like, I'm just going to recording a new album, do we? And like the Beatles and shit. Which is fine. There's time and place for that. But I've been I've been microdosing instead of uh, antidepressants. Which antidepressants? I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people that are on them. I was on them. Uh, not that they don't help, but for me personally, I've found microdosing uh, psilocybin. Kind of does better for me. I'm not tripping, but what it is is like, it's just kind of a smile on the day. And I think I've talked a little bit about this before. I just want to preface microdosing for you. It is. It's kind of just like an uplifting smile. You're not hallucinating. You're not high. You're taking such a small amount. Uh, it's just releasing a little bit of serotonin. And you look back at the end of the day and you think, hey, maybe today wasn't so bad. <laughs> That's all it is. You're not geeking, falling out of your chair. Take a lot of mushrooms if you want to do that and just lay in the grass and look at the stars and think about how we're all one. But microdosing isn't that. 
it's like it's like a shoulder rub and a warm blanket and a smile. It's like Bob Ross talking to you. That's what microdosing is. The voice inside of your head is now Bob Ross. Oh shit, dude. Bob Ross. Bob Ross, man. Cancel culture's coming after Bob Ross. He said something he shouldn't have said, dude. He's drawing a tree. Called it a hanging tree. Hey, what the fuck, Bob? Come on, Bob. Dad gummit. He's like painting the tree and it's like, ah, nice little sycamore. Maybe it's a maple tree. Hanging tree. Just kept painting like nothing happened. I think that's what one of the engineers here in the studio called it, a hanging tree. And just kept painting. Nobody said anything. We'll put this out on MPT. No problem. Oh, boy, Bob. Man, cancel culture is real right now. My dogs are getting yelled at. Damn, dude. Portnoy just went ahead and nipped the whole thing in the bud and said, hey, knew it was happening, knew it was coming. Time's change. I don't know. Whatever. Shit's pretty wild. Dude, I'm looking out my window. Delaney's growing sunflowers, and they're massive, like literally seven feet tall, and they're not done growing. They're going to be like 10 or 12 feet tall. Didn't know sunflowers grew that big. Apparently, we have sunflower trees. Sunflower fleas. Sunflower, sunflower trees. So you learn something new every day. There's that. Hey, I'm going to try something today on this episode that I haven't done yet, but I might start doing it. Just a little segment. Well, I don't know what to call it yet. Just a play a song segment. I don't know. Acoustic guitar song playing segment. But in lieu of having the boy Diplo on today, I'm going to play... A song I wrote called Heartless um, that's on his new album. Morgan and him put it out, and it's doing decent. So I'm going to play it. It goes like this. Let's see if I get my things together. Oh, I'll tell you right now, too. Um, picking up the microphone. Dude, I'm going to do another segment after this, and now I'm going to figure out which one goes in the podcast. But I just decided we're going to do Dumb Dick of the Week. Or just being, oh, the just being dumbass of the week. There you go. Just being dumbass of the week. Coming up next. But for right now, Heartless. Say you going out late. Count down till you call me. It's just one of those things that you do when you're lonely. And you're all about the chase. But you don't ever let me catch you. And I wish it was the same But I know I'm gonna let you in again And when I do, it's gonna hurt like hell And you don't mean to It's what I tell myself But why you gotta be so heartless? I know you think it's harmless You're tearing me apart And girl, the hardest part is You're so out of attention Taking miles from inches Taking miles from inches A lot of people think it says taking my syringes But it's taking miles from inches Leave me in the darkness, never finish what we started Girl, why you gotta be so heartless? 
Are you gonna be so heartless? Look, Monday night was definitely not a night Tuesday night was just another fight Wednesday I thought everything would change Thursday came and shit was still the same Friday night we went out on the town Saturday we should've burned it down Sunday morning came and now you're gone I should probably know this shit by now, but no I should probably know this shit by now, but no No Why you gotta be so heartless? I know you think it's harmless you're tearing me apart and Girl, the hardest part is You're so out of tension Taking my some inches Leave me in the darkness Never finish what we started Girl, why you gotta be so heartless? Why you gotta be so heartless? Why you gotta be so in between Loving me and leaving Leaving Oh, I should probably know this shit by now, but no, no. Why you gotta be so heartless? I know you think it's harmless. You're tearing me apart, and girl, the hardest part is you're so out of tension. Taking my some inches, leave me in the darkness. Never finish what we started, girl. Why you gotta be so heartless? 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Headphones fell off. Yeah, dude. Me, Ron Hurd, Charlie Handsome wrote that mug. Shout out the boys, Ron Hurd and Charlie Handsome. Charlie's about to have him have him a pop number one this week with Fallen, the Trevor Daniels song. Let's go, Charlie. That's my guy right there. Um, what did I say? Oh, dude, just being a dumbass of the week. How about frat dad and frat mom standing on their fucking the purge looking ass mansion pointing guns with their fingers on the trigger. That's the difference, though. That lady, though, had a little PP set, pew, pew, James Bond-ass gun with her finger gripping the trigger. Unreal. And then old boy, uh, what should we call him? Let's call him Pete Escobar. <laughs> Chat, uh, chat, Rand. What is it? Middle class fancy, Rand, Paul, uh, Paul Escobar. That's who it is. That guy wearing a back rack shirt tucked into the tees with his little docker khakis on and a freaking assault rifle just ready to go. Dude looked like a creative character on Grand Theft Auto. Actually, gonna go create that dude on Grand Theft Auto. Oh, my God. And the lady looked like Carol Baskin's illegitimate sister. Karen Baskin's, dude. <laughs> she looked like Karen Baskin's, that lady. She was like if Karen Baskin's and Beetlejuice had a baby. Finger on the trigger. Look, if you're going to go out of your way and point a gun at somebody... 
who's walking on your street, take your, take your finger off the trigger and put it along the side of the gun like they teach you to. And like anyone with common sense would do. But common sense is not so common. Like, obviously, you put water in ramen. Whatever. I, I got to get better. Um, hey, before we get to the Diplo part of this, Temple Insurance, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, they got you covered, and they're here to help. Call my guy Will Temple over there at Temple Insurance. Let's see. I got his phone number right here if you want it. 615-948-3605. The boy Will Temple. He'll, he'll get you set up. It's a family insurance company. They're going to cover your auto deals, your house. Um, if you make a mistake like I made, you know, if you disclose some information, they'll help you out. No doubt. There's two things you do not want to leave the house without. And that's your faith and insurance. And I promise you, faith ain't going to fix the windows. But insurance will. You can call their office, 615-298-1388. Tell them that Earn sent you over there and that you need, you need a change in your life. If you moved recently, got married, changed your last name, new identity, if you're running from something in another state, trying to set up a life here, they'll take care of you. Temple Insurance. Well, this is Just Being Earnest, and here comes Diplo. Just being earnest, just being earnest, just being earnest, just being earnest. Hell yeah. Well, here we are. Alas. Long time coming, long train coming. Yes, dude. Thanks for joining. I know you're doing everything else, but you were on just really busy during quarantine. Yeah. Did you do a lot of drugs? <laughs> in the beginning, I did I did a lot of drugs, and then I think it, now it's kind of like I don't know if that helps with anxiety, but I think in the beginning we were just out, we went, went on road trips and stuff, and now I'm just like gotta find some routine again, you know? Because yeah, it's, it's been it's been whack, dude. I mean, I've played golf almost like three times a week at least since quarantine started. I just learned how to play golf. I only had two games, and I, it's my favorite thing now: surfing and golf. I just started picking up really. It's scary how addicting it is because you don't like you ain't even got to be good at golf. It's just like you hit one good ball and it keeps you coming back, and that's where I'm at. It's it's is it is the level of like you know like when you snowboard or whatever people say like it's hard to learn but easy to master. Is golf like that? Because I feel like I'm just getting it. Once you learn to swing, you just got to really practice concentration on every swing. And then my, my friends who play with me are all like killer players like i'm the worst player but i feel like i'm not that far off from being dude i think i think it's that way too because i um i'm good friends with mookie betts we grew up playing together and he's a freak athlete obviously and a great golfer and we went to go play golf and i was like psyching myself out the whole day before i was like yo i'm gonna embarrass myself out here and um i was not and a dog just dropped a bone down the stairs. But I was not the worst. I was not the worst golfer on the golf course that day. I wasn't as good as Mookie. But, dude, I hit the ball straight. Putting is where yeah. it falls apart for me. If I get on the green, we're good. Putting is a we, 
Same. I, I play scrambles with my boys and then I always, so I'm like the first to go. I'm the first to hit the, hit the drive. And that's like my worst thing. I'm always slicing it or I just miss the ball completely. And then getting down to like the putts, I actually crush. I usually hitting all the putts in. Cause I'm a, I used to putt putt because that was the real. Oh, God, dude. Florida, we used to putt -putt. You make up for a lot of scores putting, dude. And that's, I mean, I'm telling you, I fall apart so bad putting. Um, what I was going to say, oh, speaking of like the beginning of quarantine, I've been doing microdosing on mushrooms pretty much every day. And I think it should totally replace antidepressants in general because mushrooms are the best. I, I think it's the future. Are you taking like, you taking like uh, liquid or are you taking like um, a little bit of powder? Are you mixing something? Uh, I got the powder, but I also got it's like a butter. It's like an edelberry type butter with stuff, and just like a yeah, teaspoon I mean, of that. You know, they are, they've been doing like you know, ketamine is legal in California, and that's kind of been like a uh, alternative to antidepressants. Because I think antidepressants are just like the devil. You know, big big pharmacies are just the, the new drug dealers out here, and it's like poisoning our kids like crazy. And yes, you know. Ketamine was something that I don't, I never done it, but I know it's helped a lot of people, but I know that, and there's been treatment and research on that for a long time, like dripping ketamine, but then mushroom is something that you can actually, there's a science to it. You can do the, the grams and, you know, you can know dosage. And I think it is a very healthy and very natural uh, antidote for, and I think that you're right. I think we need more research. It's legal in some places here in California, like some counties, like in the Bay area, I think some places in, New California, and um, I think that's going to be the next boom. You know how marijuana was about eight years ago. Yeah, I think that we're going to be a mushroom boom. Dude, mushroom I, boom. I'm I'm here for the shroom boom, dog. Because uh, like people, I think people that haven't ever experienced mushrooms in any way, like might be a little gun shy or like afraid of the thought of yeah. tripping and what that is. But like micro. Yeah, tripping's fun, but like microdosing for me is literally like I describe it. It's like a shoulder massage and a smile, dude. It just you ride yeah. through the day. Um, I've never had a bad mushroom trip with like real real dosage, but I know it's possible. But I've always just it, mushroom just always kind of eases your mind and gives you a sense of happiness that you know you like and humor. Like you just laugh at things and you just enjoy your time a little more. Yes, but. Microdosing, I, I want to get into that. I got to find out what you got. You can, can let me know what you're using because I, I was microdosing LSD at the beginning of this year and I was doing it a lot. Like I was maybe like four times a week and then I started putting too much in and I started having really useless days. <laughs> like, <laughs> How were you microdosing? LSD? How, were, you, were you like ripping corners off of a tab or what? I had a dropper and I would just put it on my, I would, I would even measure it really. It's a tiny drop I put on my hand so I could see how big the, the circle was. I would just lick it every morning. And um, that's pretty dangerous probably because you could easily overdo it. And then I was doing like photo shoots or I was just like, where am I? I was like, I gotta get, I just gotta go home. At some point I was trying to do work and it just wasn't getting, getting by. But it, if you do it right, it should, you shouldn't even, you shouldn't even feel it. You shouldn't even feel any visuals shouldn't feel any like cloudy in your mind it should just be caffeine like like a, that's what it should feel like a little little bit of caffeine and, and energy for your brain that's what it should be yes but like i said i haven't done enough testing on myself to really put it down like properly but i'll um i think i think the the mushroom butter or whatever i get is coming from out there so i'll text you and see if i can get you some of it we're on, um, we're on it what was i gonna say 
Oh, yeah. All right. I want to ask you a couple of questions. I know this is actually the first time we've like talked face to face ish. Uh, first of all, hell yes, heartless, dude. We got a little slapper going. Crushing it. Dude, that's crazy. So you um you grew up, I guess, are you country? You're country, right? Like where where yeah, are you? You're from, from Mars, uh, right? <laughs> from I'm from Venus and Mars, and I think uh I, I grew up mainly in in Florida, in, in central Florida and South Florida, but I went to Nashville for high school, so I was in Hendersonville. Did you go to Hendersonville High School? Hendersonville High School, yeah. How, so, did, I, how did I not know this? I mean, I wasn't. I was kind of like, I was kind of like uh, introvert kid. I wasn't out there doing stuff. I, I left after my senior year. I moved, so I never even graduated. I went for like. There was a bunch of like brand, there's like graffiti and like in like downtown, there's like breakdancing. I was like part of the hip hop scene. I was really young back then and I would drive downtown and I wouldn't be in Hendersonville. I'd only be in Hendersonville when I was like delivering Chinese food to like Reba McIntyre's house or whatever. Yeah. I worked at a Chinese restaurant. And um I never really I never really got into my only connection to country music then was it was it was all like, Hendersonville had all the people living there in Gallatin. And I went to parties in like Cotton Town and yeah. it was like raves and so I was like I was like a national raver back in the Day. Dude, that that is awesome. I didn't know I didn't know you had a little Nashville experience under your belt. Yeah. Who's your favorite country artist? I mean, like '90s country. Like, were you listening to '90s country, or were you just- I was born in Mississippi? My girl Alan Jackson, and then I loved I loved the '90s like pop country because when I was younger, I would I would get home from school and I would watch the CNT countdown. And I would just like love all the videos, all the girls in the videos, because it was like sexy back then. Yeah. And then, uh, and then right after I was done, I would watch the BET. Uh, I would have Rap City, so I would just watch two hours of videos all every day. That's where my my music history came from. Those two, because CNT and BET were right next to each other. It was like channel fifty two. Thirty two and thirty three, dude. I'm the I'm the same I'm the same way. Um, so it was thirty and thirty three. Thirty. Was CMT thirty one GAC thirty two VH one thirty three BET? Yeah, and I just so lived I just, right in there. I would just never, we never watched VH one. I was like lame station, but everything else was popping, and uh, that's my yeah, that's basically my, my my thing. I only only connection I had with country was just like kids in my high school listened to country, and then like I said, I delivered food to people that were in the country scene, but I never really. Got into it, but I knew it. I loved it. As I got older, I was like, damn, I started getting into like a classic country just as a producer and some of the classic artists. And I was like, damn, I loved it. And then just experimenting with the DJ scene and the country scene the last couple of years. And it started at Stagecoach last year. And then yeah, started working. You're pausing. Let's see. Say what? Sorry, you broke you broke up for a second. I'm going through the valley, so I'm gonna I might lose I might lose service, but you try. Should be okay. Should be okay. My navigator says. Well, that's that's what's dope. Like, I'm happy you're doing country because all the I mean, it's a wild, wild west. No pun intended, but music is wide open right now, and everybody's listening to everything and consuming at an alarming rate. So. Yeah, I think now's a good time 
for country music for anyone because like it's got a spotlight on it that it really hadn't had in a pop culture sense ever. Yeah, I think I think I think people I think country got kind of a bad rap, but for no real reason, just because it was like so uh, it was such a closed scene, especially with the writers and the artists that um they wasn't they weren't really looking for outside the Nashville scene to do it, but the artists. If you ever hung out with a country artist, you used to be like, damn, these guys are so freaking cool and like so smart and universal and the music they make is, is for everybody. But yeah. I kind of felt like the Nashville scene kind of didn't really want to go bigger and people had a prejudice against what it's like to make country music, who makes it, what's it, what audience is it for? And they weren't concentrating on the music, which was for me was, was awesome music. Yeah. And I think I really, it really hit home when I went to see Morgan and um, at a show with uh, Luke Combs he invited me out and Heartless had just come out. He played in here in LA and I went backstage with him and he was talking to me about like how he wasn't really even a country singer. He was like, I'm, I love classic rock. And he was playing like St. John and bring me the horizon backstage. And he's like, he yeah. just was like, he, he knew about every music there was. He was just a vocalist. He was just a, a singer. And honestly, he's one of my favorite singers, bro. Yeah. He rips it. And every time I put people onto him, they're like, damn, this is a country guy. That's why I think Heartless goes so far because like hip hop kids are like, wow, that guy can really rip it, but he has a real redneck voice. So, yeah, he, but he, his voice make his voice is his own voice, and that's why, I like, dude, the the argument for there's no reason Heartless isn't a country song because his voice says so. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's a country song. I mean, I'm I'm fighting it for the whole like last six months, trying to trying to tell everybody that, and I think it's obviously a country song. I think country. Remember in the '90s and 2000s, every country record had a snap beat. Remember that? Like every country yeah. record had like eight and a, and and they played those records. We use a little trap in our in our in our music, but it's like that's country always fused with pop music. I mean, I don't know what was different about Heartless to me. It feels like natural. Like every kid who's driving around their trucks listening to like Little Baby, and they're listening to Morgan. You know, they're listening to all that music, and it just yes. feels like exactly should be rules. Exactly. Are you um? see well were you supposed to be touring i mean obviously quarantine fucked everything like were you going to be touring on that album right now i was i mean luckily the cool thing about the album was i never really had anything scheduled besides like three country festivals yeah um and because i didn't really have an idea for the for that album how to tour it you know i had i kind of had this dj set i put together for stagecoach and i kind of like this this thing i was working on but i was mostly doing my house and and you know vegas scene and I was always playing my records from the album, but I didn't have like a show for the album. So it kind of is cool that I'm not doing any shows. Or in the album, making videos, Fortnite concert, which is marketed on tour with those big ass doing the best I can, putting the music out there and letting people know about it. But I'm not really sure how to market it as a DJ. It's kind of hard, you know? Yeah, the Fortnite shows are dope, though. That's it, dude. Yeah. What is technology's nuts, dude? I mean, I got lucky that I, was, I did a deal with Fortnite before quarantine. I was like, oh, shit, now I can actually do some concerts that are going to reach. The last one we did had like a couple million people watch it. You know, they fall off after a couple <laughs> couple songs, but kids are just like, oh, I want to go see this. And they go to the party we're out uh, island, and they're like, oh, and then, you know, your Shazams go up, and they're like, oh, what is this, country music? And you have, you know, Young Thug comes out, and it's like people are <laughs> scratching their head, but it's just it's kind of a statement and you get a big audience, which is great. Yeah. Oh, let's see who's, who's here. Hi, what's up? No, I'm just, you know, in the middle of a podcast interview, but it's okay. 
<laughs> it's okay. It's nobody. It's nothing. It's nothing. Um, dude, no. Uh, so actually funny timing for question. Kroon sent me a couple questions and I actually want to know too, where does, where does Diplo come from name wise? What does it mean? Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a lame name. I mean, I never really thought it through, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's short for Diplodocus, which is like an old dinosaur. And this girl I was dating, I kind of like, she like gave me that name because I was in the dinosaurs when I was younger and then of course it you stuck. I, sh- I shortened it and then and I've, I've had it for like 20, 20 years. I never, Dude. I, I was, I meant to change it and I, I didn't get to. So here I am. What, did, uh, what, if you're just being earnest, what would my DJ name be? <laughs> earn, leave it, uh, earn, 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 earn in it. Earning it, DJ. Earning it. Yes. Um, you know, you know, is Ernest, You know, Ernest. I, I was uh, when I was growing up. My parents loved the Vern series. That guy. What's his, what's the actor's name? The comedian. Oh, uh, Vern Vern Troyer. Yeah. Because it? it was like, like Ernest, Ernest Christmas. Christmas. Ernest makes Christmas. And that's the only time I know the name Ernest because I used to. They used to be like the thing we'd watch every Christmas and we'd watch it like that was like a family movie was the Ernest series. That is so fun. My, uh, yeah, I mean, I came by the name, honestly, my dad's Ernie, Ernie Smith. So I feel like I probably got like 10 more years before I'm just straight Ernie. Like I feel like that's the older version of Ernest. Ernie. Ernie, Ern dog. Um, shit. Well, dude, uh, thanks for, thanks for hopping on here. I'm going to, we're gonna get this whole thing figured out. Zoom, by the way, writing songs on Zoom is the worst. It's whack. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, Nashville. I'll be. I'll be honest or earnest. Why? Why can't you just do sessions? I mean, I'm not gonna promote not doing sessions. I mean, I not being socially distancing. But I mean, like, can you can you just test people and be like, work? You only work with the same kind of like songwriters a lot, and like you can do like two weeks with them and kind of yeah. keep it quarantined to your crew. Yeah, Nashville. Like the last the last two or three weeks has been more of that, like in person. Like people have finally said fuck it and we're getting with the people we normally write with. But like the whole honestly, it's best case scenario because you're doing less of those like, well, I'm meeting somebody for the first time and writing and those I mean, I, I you have to do them. I had to do them to get to where I'm at. But at this point, it's like, I know who I know who I want to write with. So let's just link up and write. But Zoom, like I can't pass a blunt and like vibe <laughs> with you on zoom. Yeah. It's cold. It's kind of like being at somewhere you don't want to be like, I mean, you're in a session with someone, you don't have a, you don't have a chemistry and you got to sit it out. Cause you just want to like, yeah, you know, not do your duty. And that's what zoom feels like. You just can't really. Yeah. Where are you, vibe, but. Where, where are you going right now? I'm actually going to another podcast, bro. Are you serious? <laughs> with, uh, with, uh, what's his name? Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn. You're doing two mullets in one day, bro. And bro, I was with uh, Victor, Victor, my boy, earlier at the gym. So three mullets. That's Riff Raff's brother, and he had I cut his mullet. So it's three different mullets I'm seeing today. You cut his mullet? Yeah, I cut his mullet for him. I, I'm a good mullet cutter. He has he has curly hair though, so it's like you can kind of shape it better. Like I have straight hair. My mullet's gonna be so bad when I get one, bro. I got like straight, like the flattest hair in the world. It's gonna be a, like kind of a whack mullet, but I'm, I'm gonna do it before. I, no, the dude, summer's super straight mullet actually might go fucking hard, though. <laughs> yeah, it's got the real 80s the rock and roll mullet, but hey, if, if we get the, if we get Harless, if, if, if Momo lets us put Harless on country radio, I'm going to cut it that day. 
So yes, and and uh, when you're in Nashville, or if I'm whenever I'm in LA, you're gonna cut my mullet. I got you. I'm not bad. I, I did it right then. I did it. Yeah. I, I watched a tutorial. And I just got some scissors and I was like, "Fuck it, let's go." <laughs> Self-taught mullet cutter, dude. Oh my god, dude! If if Heartless is like a hit, hit, we all have to come to that mug correct with mullets, dude. <laughs> we have to come correct. For the CT Awards, we're gonna have a, we're gonna play in a giant mullet. Yes, we have to pull up in a gaudy limo, like a, with a boss hog horns on the front. Yeah, with a mullet on the back of it. <laughs> yeah, some mullet dripping off the back bumper. <laughs> Hell yes! Hell yes! Okay, all right, well, um, dude, go go have fun with Theo. Roast him a little bit for me. Yeah, I was I will, bro. Yeah, dude, it's, it's good. It's good seeing you. Good talking to you. Um, keep earnest. I'm gonna keep it earnest. Just being earnest, baby. We'll see you, Wes. Later, bro. Bye. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Have you been thinking about updating your home? You've been sitting around the house during quarantine and getting sick of what you're looking at? You got some changes you've been needing to make in your life, starting with your house? Maybe you're adding some floor, remodeling a bathroom kitchen if you just need your walls repainted maybe you've thought about adding a little man cave where you can do your drinking and play playstation or xbox or whatever your muse is so what you need to do is call taylor at taylor design and construction and let him handle it dude does it all if you're thinking about investing into real estate have your eye on a flip house or a sweet pole barn shop whatever it may be let him add value to your property hit him on the phone at 270-498-2350 and go ahead and give him a follow on instagram at taylor underscore d underscore c or you can email him at taylor underscore d underscore c at yahoo.com and i promise he will come get you right thank you all for tuning in yet again boredom is at its all-time high and i couldn't be more thankful i like interacting with y'all keep hitting me up on instagram hashtag just be in earnest um if you don't already follow me, it's at Ernest on Instagram, at Ernest615 on Twitter. Still needing some recommendations on guests. I'm about running out of my asks here. I'm just kidding. But I do need recommendations. Holler at the boy, dude, because... Uh, oh, the just being... I was just on uh, Bustin' with the Boys. That episode came out this week. So go check that out, too. It's with Taylor Luan, Will Compton, the boys, and me. Let me give a, let me give a quick little shout-out to the boys. Um, Mitchell Lawn Care, okay? Luke Mitchell, Grant Mitchell, identical twins. They're going to show up and get your yard looking right every time, as much as you want them to or as little as you want them to. I use them. They come over here like three times a month. I got a decent sized yard and they got it looking crisp. Give Luke a call at 615-934-4152 and say, hey, Ern says you know how to chop some some blades and they'll come do it. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest.